Our passage of scripture today comes from Luke, the 10th chapter, verses 25 through 37, and it reads, Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But warning to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. and When he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, giving them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. And when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The word of the Lord. You know, my friends, I firmly believe love is an action word. True love inspires us to unapologetically display acts of love out loud and as often as possible. And love is also powerful enough to compel us to show mercy where mercy is needed and compassion where compassion is needed. However, As human beings, I believe we often pick and choose who gets love and who doesn't get it, according to our ideas of love. My friends, what if God judged us in the same manner? Do you believe most of us would be saved from eternal damnation? No doubt, my friends, these are two hard rhetorical questions for all of us to ponder. Yet, despite our shortcomings and our failure to be an obedient church, God still graciously loves us as God sees us through the Imago Dei, the image of God. Believe we should see and love our neighbors in the light of this same image. And we can see examples of love not being shared with the neighbor and agape love that is shared in this Lucan text. And as we gaze this biblical text, we find Jesus having a conversation 
with a lawyer who is likely an official of the Sanhedrin council. Theologically, we believe this lawyer's line of questioning was not genuine. Rather, we believe that he was attempting to shame Jesus in front of others. But many of us know that there is nothing shameful about Jesus. And we can see that as Jesus replied to this lawyer. And of course, the lawyer acknowledged the fact that Jesus did answer the question correctly. In fact, Jesus took his answer to the lawyer a little further as he told the parable of what we deem as the good Samaritan. In this story, we first hear about the priest and the Levite passing a man that was robbed, stripped of his clothes and perhaps his dignity. This man was beaten and left half dead on a dangerous road between Jerusalem and Jericho. As I witnessed when I traveled to Israel, this road was dusty, dark, long, and set deep in a winding valley between mountains. As I looked down over that road from the cliff where we were standing, I remembered this biblical story and imagined how easy it would have been for robbers to hide in the dark, prey on the innocent, and attack them. Personally, my friends, I despise people that prey on the innocent of people for personal gain. Get a job already. But I digress. Further in this story, we found another man, a Samaritan, an outsider traveling on this old rugged road. Understanding the social, political, social, economic, and social, religious climate during that time, a traveling Samaritan would have probably been more on guard for their safety versus minding the safety affairs of others. He would have been more on guard uh, because he himself would have likely been an outcast, a wayfarer, a person without honor. These realities, my friends, would have probably made him more susceptible to hurt, harm, and danger himself. Yet, Against his own safety, we find the Samaritan man in this Luke text, not only tending to the hurt, pain, and despair of this beaten and robbed man's wounds, but he bandaged him. He poured oil and wine on him. He took him to an inn. He paid for the stay, and he promised to return to check on him. Wow, this story, my friends, as told by Jesus in this Lucan text of the Good Samaritan is a great example of neighborly love. And love is as love does. M. Scott Peck said in his book entitled The Road Less Traveled, love is not a feeling. Love is as love does. He would go on to say in his book, 
And I quote, when we love someone, our love becomes demonstrated or real only through our exertion, through the fact that for that someone or for ourselves, we take an extra step or walk an extra mile. Love is not effortless. To the contrary, love is effortful. I believe love, true love, is not partial. Rather, love should be contagiously spread just as much as we spread the common cold. And an example of contagious love is the neighborly love that Francis Marion University is showing towards our central church by allowing us to use this beautiful performing arts center for our Sunday worship for the next few months. Truly, my friends, that is love in action. Love is an action word. Love is not based on mere feelings. Rather, love is about acting, doing, and being. It transcends mere feelings or the lack thereof. I believe, my friends, God sees and loves us beautifully through the eyes of Jesus Christ as images of God. Again, the Imago Day. Just imagine if we love today as if there wasn't a tomorrow. Just imagine if we do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Imagine, my friends, a world with God's gracious and merciful love displayed by the actions of human beings in a manner that overshadows selfishness and ugliness. Love is as love does. Therefore, my friends, I challenge us to apply love to every aspect of our lives, including loving our neighbors. And here... My friends, are some examples for us to consider. We can love our neighbors in dire need by not passing them by along the way. We can love our neighbors by tending to the cries of those that are grieving, wounded, hungry, homeless, lost, and marginalized. We can love our neighbors by investing time, energy, resources, and prayers into initiatives that make positive impacts in the lives of people. And we do that quite well at Central through our outreach and mission efforts. My friends, let us remember our brothers and sisters in the Gulf Coast on today. And let us remember to serve. And be kind to our neighbors everywhere, as often as possible, as led by the Holy Spirit. My friends, I believe love is in all of us. Our obedience and commitment, our committed love of God, as well as our neighborly love, are keys to eternal life. As believers, I challenge us to show the love of God to everyone, including our neighbors, as exemplary to Jesus of the Gospels. Love is as love does. 
And we are not alone in this love journey. God is with us. And in closing, if you're still thinking about who our neighbors are, let me help you. Everyone is our neighbor because we coexist and live among everyone, whether we want to or not. The examples of the good Samaritan in this, in our Samanic Luke text showed us how to love. We were and we are created in the image of God to be, uh, be in a close relationship with God, to love God and love our neighbor. That comes straight from our book of discipline. Thus, I leave us with this rhetorical question. Are you willing to act in the spirit of love, go above and beyond societal norms of service and kindness, especially to our neighbors? You decide, and I hope you decide wisely. Let us pray. Merciful and loving God, in your presence, we thank you for loving us despite how we sometimes act or think. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love, which inspires us to share your love with others. Our hearts are confident in you, Lord. Because of this confidence, we proclaim and sing of your goodness all day long. And this day, we commit ourselves to loving you and loving our neighbors. We decree that we will be patient and kind instead of acting selfishly or effortless. Rather, we effortly commit ourselves to live a righteous life full of decency and love. And today we pray for our neighbors on the Gulf Coast in the aftermath of Tropical Storm Barry. Not only do we pray for our neighbors, but we also extend our love and future outreach resources to rebuilding, to rebuilding that area through our many hands and feet of our beloved United Methodist Church. We ask that you make a way out of what appears to no, be no way for these people. Finally, Lord, help us to let our light so shine brightly so that all people will see our love and good works that glorify you. We love you because you first loved us. In the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.